0: Jamie, do you use mascara, nail polish, lipstick, or hairspray? Because no. according to the internet, No. Shellac is found in those <laughs> things as
1: well. I don't put those in my mouth. So,
0: <laughs> Tell your you're sex savior. Hello and welcome to episode number 525 of the podcast. I'm your host, Snodson Boy.
1: And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden.
0: The Popcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy, and we're committed to educating you can on things that are tame but do not matter.
1: To find out more about these topical pursuits, check us out at noxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Popcast, and we're on Twitter at Popcast5.
0: Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking the more you know.
1: But before we do that, y'all, it is the most wonderful time of the year. It's time for brand new merch from The Popcast and Faith Adjacent. This is a I'm limited offer. We're only taking pre orders through November 1st, so you do not want to dilly dally. There are six sticker packs with classic designs like Weapons or Fist, and new designs like My BFS or Podcasters and Flavor Town Homeowners Association. We have a newly designed cozy overdosey, embroidered sweatshirt, and beanie. We have a long and short sleeve new design called Educated. Plus, we have a pin pack and a mystery pin option where 10 of you will receive the golden Knox pen that gets you a year's membership in our Patreon community as a BFOT. Speaking of BFOTs, they received a code to save 20% off their entire order, so this might be a great time to become a B five. We invite you to smooch this collection, marry your favorite item, and kill all other holiday gift ideas. Head to knoxandjamie.com slash shop for all the merch goodness.
0: Hi, right, Jamie, it's time to do the more you know.
2: The more you know. Uh, And
0: as always with this episode, if you like the style and the rhythm and the flair of it, um, the flair. Yeah, the flair, the razzle dazzle, et cetera, things like that, the shiny parts, um, you can get that every, uh, well, three times a month um, over at Patreon where we do this for our BFOTs. Uh, The only exception is the other month or the other week where we do an AUA where you ask us questions and we progressively get more and more, uh, not intoxicated. Um, a little en- bit chemically enhanced. Is
1: that, chemically, is that cool? well, I guess, uh, you're you drink and I take gummies.
0: Yeah,
2: and Aaron yeah. begs us to stop, and we yeah. do not. But you know what I have now? Oh, uh, she got a gavel. Uh, Paul for the law at our last live show gave me a freaking gavel. You, you know what he gave me a Knox? A gavel? Freaking gavel! But you know yeah. what I'm gonna do? <laughs> Ignore your gavel, and got I'm it. using my gavel. So, would you would use the gavel if we were? Oh, right. like it. it's coming for you. That's I tough. do
0: feel like we probably should give Aaron our gavels and make like a super Thor gavel Ooh, yeah. so that she can't override us. Gernard, you
2: know? Meow Meow. Gern- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Exactly. I like it. Yeah,
0: meowner. Um, so if you want to uh be able to participate in that or uh, listen to the the Marino episodes that we do for Pivots, uh, just go to nationalcom slash Patreon uh Jamie. Um, would you like to start with our Ask a personal question?
1: Yes. So this question comes from Ashton Witt, who said, what are your avatars on your Max and Netflix profiles? And then Hallie Holden said, I'd like to add Disney Plus to this question. So this is a great question. So I went and I double checked. So my Disney Plus is Ursula. And I, wouldn't, I would not be Ursula if there was a Leia option. But there is no Princess Leia, which is so bizarre. No Han Solo and no Luke Skywalker. What are we doing? That doesn't even make sense. And then on Netflix, I have chosen Titus. From the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, mm-hmm. um, did you? Would you like to guess what the number one profile used on the Avatar is used on Netflix by all users? Eleven million users use this profile icon.
0: What? I don't know,
1: Boss Baby, Boss Baby. What? Yep. Yes, it's for Boss Baby one or
0: Boss Baby two. It's Boss important.
1: Baby one original OG.
0: There's no way you know that. There's no way you have. Well, that why would you even ask
1: it if you didn't think I knew the answer?
0: You would never get I'll access. You. You said pay up for failure. Would never tell you. That's
1: <laughs> absurd. Okay, and then Max, which is I call HBO Max because Max is not real to me yet. Mm-hmm. Just like Twitter is still Twitter. I use Trixie Mattel of course iconic and by the way if you were looking for just as a bonus answer to a personal question my favorite season of drag race is season six so okay. season six If you're looking because there's 15 16 years of drag race so if you're looking for a season to start with and they're not all created equal much like survivor and the bachelor but season six is very very good so
0: okay it's uh man you like you put up you've lost it up a perfect value for segway Because you mentioned what I'm going to talk about, and ask a personal question, but I'm just going to I'm going to ignore it and watch the ball fall to the ground. But I want you to know that I recognize that was a perfect alley oop. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Noted. And got it. Got it. But I do need to talk about some of my avatars because I didn't. No, I want to know what
1: your avatars are. uh, Yeah.
0: After the the fart daddy debacle, um, I had really lost track on like what my avatar was. Just like blind spot, I wasn't checking it, Uh, and I realized now it's the night king from game of thrones
1: did you didn't pick it someone picked i did it for you. i did a oh, long did. time okay. ago and Night i just King's completely a good forgot choice.
0: uh netflix it's, it's polar bear just polar bear green background No, yeah.
1: why yeah no I, I don't really know I you don't want to was... be a demogorgon
0: no i really don't i don't i don't no, want to be a demogorgon no, i want to say i think i'm mando on disney plus um, of course, in, that makes sense. In, you,
1: you're very mean to Mando to have Mando as your avatar. How am I mean to Mando? You're like he doesn't do anything. This is not a good show, and all of these seasons are not good. But you're like Pedro Pascal doesn't do anything. That's so, so mean. Just,
0: so me <laughs> stating a fact of reality, yeah. That now that's mean. Yeah. Now sometimes that
1: facts is, are mean. Sometimes facts are mean, and we don't. Sometimes need facts to say are
0: them. facts. Sometimes how you interpret them <laughs> is is weak baby stuff. <laughs> um, I yeah. Uh, Aaron, do you have, do you know your avatars? i find this to be super interesting about people
2: uh my children have chosen them but i uh, uh i cool. don't i don't remember what they are oh uh, which
1: i think is more interesting because it's like how do they see you how do they perceive you
2: i think it's mrs incredible, uh, incredible? of course it is elastic Elastigirl. That's, Elastigirl. Yeah. sorry my yeah. bad my bad you Use are yourself. an elastic am i yeah that's a good thing she's awesome Right, but what makes me elastic
1: girl? Because like you, trap, uh, you like do trap everything for your kids, and you love them so much, and uh-huh. you go everywhere they need you to go, and uh-huh. those are all good things, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't. Don't think walk the way into you're it.
2: Don't walk at
0: into
1: me it. Does not. <laughs> Uh, does not Tom listen, Hardy like, from Fury listen, Road. Listen, Gift, if you had a therapist, bait. they might they might tell you that. But I'm not your therapist. Okay. I'm just your friend uh-huh. and your
2: coworker. Are you? <laughs> Sometimes I don't know.
0: Therapist, friend, coworker—all healthy relationships. To be one person. Jason, do you have any exceptional avatars? That you know of? I'm actually Titus as well on Netflix. No <gasps> Look at us. We're at
1: twins. That. I love him Look so much.
0: That. Yeah. Did you guys just become best friends? But we're uh, the worst kind of
1: twins. Fraternal. That's the <laughs> worst <laughs> kind of twins.
0: It's <sighs> tough. You. It's tough. Uh okay, so um I mentioned the uh, perfect segue that you supplied. You mentioned Survivor. You mentioned how like, you know, different seasons are different casts, different seasons, different vibes, right? Yes. It's all not one universal, uniform thing. Um a, a question I've gotten from several people uh, in the DMs is. What's wrong with the season of Survivor? Survivor season 45. The second episode happened, well, as the time of we're recording, it happened last night. <laughs> it's uh, this is a this is tricky, Jamie. This is a tricky season because this uh, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to not be hyperbolic, but this might be the worst assemblage of human beings that's ever been put together oh, no. on planet Earth. Okay,
1: so, so bring me up to speed. Where is I'm including this
0: located? the Nazi war crime
1: trials i'm including that this is it's It's
0: sarcastic obviously jason keep it in so people know you know (laughs) they can see the whole journey of how that went
1: (laughs) so where is this survivor season located
0: uh it's i think it's always in fiji um like it's it's static now like they're always there they used to like dance around a little bit um i always thought sometimes they should go to like kentucky you know go to some of the hollers and just see what's up ohio
1: basin good luck great that'd be great the best what is there a theme to the people or is this was just a random Selection. you know
0: it's um it, it feels well uh, two things they've elongated the episodes so it went from an hour to an hour and a half um that's actually not been bad i haven't really felt it it's just felt it, it's obviously not an hour but i haven't been like whoa this is really grinding down um but i think the problem is they've they've cast super fans and people who are immensely passionate about the show oh. uh but they're actually ill-equipped to be on the show and do you want to know how i knew that straight how? away jamie how you well know? because one of the most passionate fans uh you know, one of the challenges involved getting out of a boat and climbing up the ladder of a bigger boat, right? So two okay. boats, water, ladder. Pretty right. basic stuff for survivor. My man couldn't get up the ladder. He had a panic attack, and he just couldn't do it. Oh. And then later on, he broke down emotionally. And him and a tribe mate, they both started arguing arguing about who should get to quit first, which is not a vibe you want. In I mean. episode two? No, this was episode one, actually. Oh, they, one? A therapist lady. <laughs> And a Brandon, um, they were arguing and I think honestly, the therapist gaslit Brandon into staying so she could quit, but I don't think he knew that it's complicated how like it all went down, but she was just like, not for me, you know, not for me. I'm not here are, for
1: does this make you sad when it's not as like, are you, cause you don't have anybody to root for or you don't have good content, like drama. What is it about it? That makes you bummed
0: that people are bad at the thing they're supposed to be okay at. That's, that's tough. fair.
1: Cause I would assume thousands of people applied to be on the show, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, they just, I think they need to go more to uh, archetypes, you know, and people who will be in a good, not a good necessarily, but a dramatic group dynamic. Sometimes that pendulum goes too far, like on the Bachelor, Bachelorette. Now they've gone the exact opposite way, where it's like people with very distinct personal narratives, um, and they definitely have the opportunity for heartwarming, like character moments where they can talk about something they overcame. But um, if you can't get up a ladder, uh, it's not going to matter if you have a heart heartwarming.
1: Have they yeah. ever done like a children's survivor like where they just have the kids do that's it? That's Lord of the
0: Flies. They have. That's Lord of the Flies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got, it, got, it's it, got it. It's a good one. It's a big one. I would like one. to see
1: that. That and really old. Like not 69. <laughs>
0: Do you understand how close you're getting to Hunger Games? You just, you like <laughs> spontaneously Listen, came up with the I, Hunger Games.
1: F- FYI, very pro Hunger Games. You very just didn't pro. even
0: need like a rebellion to get pissed about I'm You are just like, it. let's put these kids out and see what happens. <laughs> I don't know, man. But Jason and I, we're talking about our over uh, Underachievers. So if you're passionate about Survivor, go check it out um, uh, over there. Um, speaking of dire situations, Jamie, let's do How Do We Feel. And um, we are officially the softest generation because we're going to be <laughs> yeah. alive at the time. <laughs> Where they make Mm -hmm. a Bambi movie where they don't freaking kill that Bambi mom. Which I feel like is is just a a necessity of that story.
1: So, uh, Lindsay Anderson Beer, who she did Pet Cemetery Colon Bloodlines. And she's working on a retelling of Sleepy Hollow. She's rebooting Lord of the Flies. Perfect segue. Yep. Um, She had to leave. She was going to be in the live action Bambi. But she had to leave. But she said... In, She said, not to spoil the plot, but there's a treatment of the mom dying that I think some kids, some parents these days are more sensitive about than they were in the past. And I think that's one of the reasons that they haven't shown it to their children. Have your kids, Knox, ever seen Bambi?
0: No, I haven't showed no. Bambi too.
1: Yeah. Him. Listen, but here's the thing, when they say that like, oh, it's Bambi, it's a Bambi problem. It's not a Bambi problem. More than 30 Disney movies feature a dead parent. Yeah. And s- at least 6 of them show the death on screen. It's yeah. not just Bambi. Like oh, got the parents thought.
0: Cuz like she died, she didn't die off the jump, right? She didn't right. die on Jump right. Street. Cuz no. like in Finding Nemo, Like they freaking kill that mom straight away. And you know what it is. That's right. This one, I think that's the problem is like, it's a little, little secret. Well, like
1: the Lion King, it's, it's early, but it's not out of the gate. You know, that's in the
0: first act. We're going to, we're going to kick you right in the, right in the emotional. Or Hunchback
1: of Notre Dame when his wife, when his mom dies.
0: I don't think I've ever seen Hunchback of Notre Dame. What?
1: That's so good. And look, I get that they do this because they have to have a reason for people to leave home and be on their Joseph Campbell adventure. Like I get, I get that that's part of the storytelling. But like death is also part of life, and you got to man up and just realize sometimes your mom does.
0: I I think the bigger issue I have here, number one, is live action Bambi. I don't know, I don't know who's wanting that. Who's that for? You know. Yeah, like, I did not really enjoy the
1: that? live action uh, Lion King.
0: No, it's no. just it's it's unnecessary. I think when when you read Lindsay Anderson Beer's you know bona fides, um, right. did you notice the theme? Because so she's gonna write Bambi, right? The like a gentle whatever nothing burger of a, a movie and the the person they chose has done pet cemetery colon bloodlines right sleepy hollow uh-huh. and lord of the flies yeah do you feel like a conflict there do you feel like thematically she's the person to do that
1: no because it seems like she's the person to kill bambi's mom twice in one film
0: look i i don't know they, oh they my gosh
1: like, do i want to see bambi colon pet cemetery uh i think i do okay see
0: now now what you're talking about that's very interesting <laughs> to me
1: bambi's what if we did back. all the disney animals and it was Pet Cemetery colon Disney animals. And so it's just that warthog. It's just that chicken from Moana. Listen, let's zombie
0: it. up. Let's zombie up with some of these people. And like, <laughs> yes. see, I would be here for a zombie guest on now that we're talking about it. You know, if we're just like. Oh,
1: do you know how hot zombie guest on would be? I, I can get the read. Out. Are you, are
0: you into zombie guest? Ga- like, are you into guest on in general? Oh, 100%. Checks a lot of boxes. All
1: day, every day, all mm. day. Aaron, He's you the best Bambi? character.
2: Did I ever see it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Bambi. It's one of the first movies I saw in a theater.
1: That explains so much about Erin. Why (laughs) she doesn't like going to the movies.
2: (laughs) I love Bambi. You loved Bambi's mom dying. Well, no, I mean, I didn't love that part, but like, it's a good movie.
0: It did raise the emotional stakes. That's for sure. You think
2: it's one of the top five? No, 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 no. No. So it's a good
1: movie, but not a top five Disney movie. No, 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 no. What's a top five Disney movie?
2: Oh, uh, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. That's, that's, a, true. that's a good one. That's that a really a good, good one. one. Solid.
0: I would do what if there was a movie where Kronk and Gaston found out like they're cousins? And oh, they were like, hey, shoot.
1: That would be should good. Should we team up? That would God, be God, could they be twins? <laughs> oh, my what gosh. if they're twins and they go on adventures like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm,
0: I'm like into that. it, man. Let's I do like it. I
1: like it.
0: So, thinking about uh, sad. Uh, moments from your childhood that people don't want to uh, uh, allude to anymore. I wanted to check in Jamie and see like, was there a particular, like, can you, was there a formative sad moment from your childhood or like just from your <laughs> younger days where you're like, woof, this is tough.
2: <laughs> what? Yes. Just like, let's talk about, let's talk about how, 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 how your <laughs> life was
1: ruined as a six year old. Yes, actually there is, there is. It, it feels like
0: it, a deep well of content. To listen, be it's so actually I really my, get in there. when
1: we, in my Enneagram cohort that I go to every quarter in Dallas, I, they said, do you know what your childhood wound is? And all these people are talking about like their parents finding their mom dead in the house and their parents divorcing and moves. And I was like, well, when I was five years old, I watched ET because the childhood wound of an Enneagram seven is it's not okay to depend on others for anything. Right. ET left Elliot and he just was like, I live here in your heart now. And I didn't understand that. And I was like, no, no, I want ET to be here forever. I had an ET doll whose finger lit up. It was very important to me. E.T. was very formative, and I do believe that that is why I became an indie seven.
0: Can you say E.T. left? If like, it, did a, does a visitor leave you, or does a visitor return? Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, but I don't like think it's visitor, fair to say like
0: E.T. left. You're you're pretending like E.T. abandoned.
1: Uh, ET did, oh, how how would I know any different at five years old? I don't know. I don't I when just I go to the grocery store, I don't back. abandon
0: the grocery store when I leave. I just return home to my but, house. Where but I you belong. can
1: easily go back to the grocery store if five minutes later. So you think that, it's reasonable not for people back, to be like,
0: e. you should live at the grocery store now because That's I That's right. Want to but be I'm easier. just saying
1: you can turn the car around at any moment and go right back. ET can't come back. E. I, I can't wouldn't come mind
0: back. to live at a grocery store to be honest with you. It's everything. There's you need. no
1: way. Where would you sleep?
0: Uh, in the back. I'm sure there's a bunk. You know, I don't need much. You think right now
1: inside an H E B is a bunk, a bunk bed?
0: Yeah, hundred percent, dog. We could trundle bed that thing, put it in the wall. Exactly. I can I just I've never commented on this, but I just want to say I really enjoy that you call the Enneagram group the like it's the cohort. It's literally the same. Hey, you're getting defensive. You are getting defensive. (laughs) I was I making mean, you you it sound like
1: I made up a silly name for no, it, but that's no. what she calls it, and she's I, Suzanne Stabile, she's a big bitch. She's can I can pay you it. A, She can Suzanne, name it.
0: Suzanne, the members of this uh, uh, recording don't endorse the description of you she as a big. She would
1: bitch. be honored to be called a big bitch. That is the compliment of, from the highest mountain. She would it love is, that.
0: I just I want to make sure the vibes right before I unload that uh, thing. Sure, on her. fair, you fair, know? fair. Um, I, ju- I just was I want to say it, it sounds very regal and just sounds really cool and I like. We
1: it. are regal. We we do cry a lot though, but we are regal. <laughs> that's that's
0: uh, tears are very regal things. What's you know, your so good what's your y'all.
1: sad moment? And does it apply to your? I'm going to make it apply to your wounded message as a childhood. Is your childhood um, wound?
0: You know, I think there. This wasn't necessarily uh, childhood as much, but when Wallace, it's my childhood of like appreciating TV. When Wallace gets killed in the wire with um, young <laughs> Michael, Michael B. Jordan, you know. When Bodie, ah, I wondered how you
1: would answer this question, and I never guessed it would be The Wire.
0: <laughs> Listen, it's a sad moment. It is know? a
1: hugely sad moment because I did like, not know it was coming either they're at all, all.
0: They're acting like adults, yeah. and then you realize, like when he knows he's about to get killed, like he just folds, and it's so traumatic. Um, I, I this was when I was when my son uh, was pretty young, and I watched The Road. And that is just an emotional blitzkrieg. Listen,
1: here's the thing. Because I'm older than you, you missed out on some of the key early 80s trauma of TV, like on different strokes where uh, he almost got molested by the guy that owned the cycle shop okay mr belvedere where the counselor tries to molest one of the youngest children and mr belvedere wow. when mighty mouse used cocaine he scrunched up a flower what? and he smoked it through his nose why was that so, sad
0: was he like of age to you th- can't
1: use cocaine when you're a kid well or a mouse things or are a different mouse. for mouses
0: how, how old know. are mice like how old is the mice? like i don't want to cast aspersions on his chemical choices you know
1: I just don't know that in 1987, when you're supposed to be using cocaine as a—he's mighty mouse. mouse. He can
0: probably handle it.
1: You Maybe know. that's why he's mighty. So mm, interesting. Um, yeah. So a lot of drama, like the Hitchhiker, when uh, Arnold and Kimberly were kidnapped on different drugs. Different drugs was a very traumatic show.
0: Well, I, I'm hearing a lot of molesting,
1: which is tough. A um, lot of molesting going on on these TV shows. The most y'all dealt with was like, oh, she took caffeine pills. <laughs> She's scared. Like yeah, that's not was. the kind of trauma I was dealing with on you know nighttime TV.
0: No, I did. I remember watching the Brady Bunch, and uh, the uh, some of the Brady kids got kidnapped by a kid, a, a guy. Was it Vincent Price? Am I making that up? Th- In Hawaii, and like he was going. Oh to yeah, kidnap because them. of the
1: because of the thing they had stolen. That episode was problematic from the jump.
0: There's a lot of issues. Don't go to
1: Hawaii, and, guys. Don't go to Hawaii.
0: Well, don't do that. Don't. Um, don't try to kidnap kids and maybe molest them in the caves. And then as the dad of the kids, don't invite him to a luau
1: after that. And probably don't that's
0: have a luau. You know, there's just a lot of don'ts. Yeah,
1: there's a lot episode. of problems. Yeah. No, that's
0: I, fair. Uh, another sad one for me was um, Donna Martin graduates on 90210. Um, that, was a, that was a formative Why sad was moment sad? for me. was uh, sad? Like even watching, I think it was during sweeps. And I remember being like, this is a big deal. This is a big deal episode, right? Like a big dramatic set piece. Yeah. And um, it was on a platter for uh, Tori Spelling to like win the Emmy or whatever and become right. like the next great actress. And the content was stupid and she was not good. She and that just made me sad actor. for her of like, she'll she never, never be,
1: be the next great actress. That's yeah. The Nepo she's ba- no Jenny Garth. She was literally the Nepo baby. She's the avatar for Nepo babies.
0: She is. Yeah. yeah. She was, like, there's Andrea Zuckerman who's six years old at the time of that recording of that episode and waiting for her opportunity. And she never got it. You know,
1: it was a tough. Also when
0: Scotty got shot in front of David Silver, that was. Tough. I
1: was going to say the shooting. Didn't make yeah. it higher on your list. It was her graduating. Well, I wrote about
0: that. I put that in book form, you know, That's so right. it feels like, you know, <laughs> I put it in my, my book cohort. Um, it's, it's in one of the chapters. You
1: it's can amazing. buy your book cohort on Amazon.com.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's probably a good price right now.
1: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. I might not be as good as Noctodromus at predicting the future, but I do love taking my knowledge of the past and trying to figure out how it's going to affect the present and future. Whatever your vision is for this year, let pair eyewear bring things into focus for you. Do you get it? Don't stay stuck in the past with the same old glasses you've had since high school. That was literally me. Pair eyewear allows you to change up your look in a snap and with base frame starting at just $60, including your prescription... They're not just convenient, they're also super affordable. I'm always so excited to see what new frames Pear has available, especially for my big head. I just checked their website and they have a new Y2K Revival collection. The frames are so fun. Pear always does a great job of having a mix of loud, fun frames and, of course, more subtle looks to match anyone's personality. The Millennium Twill Plaid is both subtle and colorful and absolutely adorable. Their new Easter collection has a white pearlescent top frame and one called the Blush that is truly bringing you back memories of frilly dresses, white patent leather shoes, and Celebrating Easter Sunday with Chuck and Jan in all the best ways. Their virtual try-on is a super convenient way to find the right fit for you. And with free standard shipping and a flexible 30-day return policy, you have nothing to lose. Visualize a fantastic new year with Pair Eyewear. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in their post-checkout survey. That's Pair, p a i r eyewearcom code POP.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As spring draws near, time can feel like such a construct. Are we going to be springing forward or is it falling back? I'm always hoping it's falling back because who doesn't want an extra hour added to their day, but then the question becomes, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Figuring out what's important to you is the first step in making it a priority, and therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It might sound like a catch-22, but making therapy a consistent priority has been the catalyst in giving me so much of my time back. Not only has therapy helped me identify my priorities, but it's also given me the skills to enforce boundaries around my time. If, like me, you wish you had more time, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Even getting started is super simple. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and they'll do the work of matching you with a licensed therapist. And you have the option to switch therapists at any time for no additional costs. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash popcastpod Today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e-l p dot com slash podcast pod. Let's do let's go to what's the word, Jamie. Uh, and I want to talk to you about um there's a Hollywood reporter article um that picking I just love sometimes I love the audacity of some of these that's like we're gonna tell you the best 50 yes. shows of the 21st century on a random October. God.
1: Let's go. Let's like, do it. No. Okay. So I do want to say before we get into it, of the 50 shows that they pick, so their drama, it's the critics, all the critics at Hollywood Reporter got together and picked, made this list. And of the 50 shows they picked, 38 were on the air since we started the podcast. So okay. 38. And of those 38, we had greenlit 30.
0: Wow. Okay. Isn't that Look amazing? So so
1: good it is job. a solidly good. And I would say of the shows that weren't on the air, for example, The Wire that makes the list, we love the there are several shows of the twelve that had already gone off the air that we loved desperately. So yes, we've
0: retroactively greenlit that that's right with passion that's right. And enthusiasm. When, so when you're um when you're looking at a list like this, um or you're thinking about like your your favorite TV shows, what's what is the most valuable thing to you? Is it like I want to be able to rewatch it and it kind of hold up? or is it like i just want a singular memorable captivating experience and i don't ever need to watch it again
1: well i am not i like i'm really not a rewatcher of shows that often yeah. like i my comfort security pop culture blanket is always stand up so i just mm-hmm. rewatch stand up specials a lot but i i think because i do think there are shows that will not hold up on the rewatch not only like culturally they won't hold up but then they also won't hold up like like the dialogue won't hold up, the the screenwriting won't hold up, the direction, the casting, there are issues at play. Like, I mean, there's a glare. Like, The Office is not on this list. Mm, um, well,
0: there's a reason why. I know
1: yeah. exactly. There's a reason <laughs> for that. And so, because I think The Office on a rewatch, it has after season four has uh, five seasons that are not great. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so, but because there's things on this list that I loved at the time, like they they truly were my person. I made them my personality, mm. and now. I would maybe leave them on the list, but I would not put them where they landed.
0: Like, which, like, uh, are you talking? It feels like you're talking about 30 Rock. Are you talking it is about 30 what
1: Rock? I'm talking, yeah. So, 30 Rock on this list was number four on the list, top ranked comedy. Yeah. And I, on the rewatch, it has a lot of problems <laughs> because I <laughs> now, did try like to rewatch it. Like-
0: Ooh, this is tough with the now Listen, or like, this I think if funny. you're
1: Asian, Black, or Indigenous, you are not going to find yourself having a good hang. <laughs> or if you're an ally to any of those communities, you're going to be like, "This is a problematic." Like, there's just a lot of cliches and stereotypes, and you know, mocking of things. Like, and and the hard part is, it's like there was one person of color in the writing room, yeah. Like, and it was Donald Glover, and he right. left. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a tough hang And I loved it at the time because Liz Lemon was such an icon and it was such a funny show led by women. And that was such an encouragement. And I loved Liz Lemon that she was not a classic. Like they didn't just try to put a hot blonde and be mm-hmm. like, look, there's a funny, hot blonde and they're funny. Don't you oh, think? Oh, she has
0: glasses on, but she says she's smart and exactly. She so cries, like
1: she cries, like she cries with her baby bangs and she's, <laughs> uh, eats ham and has night cheese and. Like, and, and I also love that Tina Fey always cast her love interest as the hottest actors humanly possible.
0: Yeah. Guys have been doing it for millennia. Exactly. Why, why can't she do it?
1: Exactly. Incredible. But I don't think fo- number four is where it should be. Like, it should four's, be. Four's four, four
0: is rich. Four is rich.
1: Very rich. But, I but think critics point, love it. Critics love it.
0: Critics do. And I think the interesting thing about 30 Rock was it was very embracing of some of the. Uh, clunkier issues in a way that other comedies did not like it faced a head on. Right. But like, but it was also very ham handed, you know, with some things too, uh, inadvertently. Yes. I just keep thinking about, I think it was the live episode where John Hamm did blackface, but they were like, no, like we're, we're commenting on blackface. We're not no, doing blackface. No. I was just like, that seems like a scary
1: that, uh, thread to, that's ne- horrible, or needle to thread. And the number of people that that had to get through for them to be like, it was 20 layers deep of people yeah. going, that's fine. Nobody will be yeah. bothered by that.
0: Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. I just don't want my name on that. That's incredible. You know, I, I noticed uh, Survivor 23. I thought that was admirable.
2: I,
1: was like, I okay. thought that was great because I do think pretending the reality shows haven't been a, a, an important part and a, and a great part of TV would be silly. So I would expect Survivor, of all the representatives, it feels like Survivor is the right one to represent reality shows.
0: Yeah, there uh, succession of three little recency bias there. I wonder. I, I wonder how I'm going to feel about it in ten years. But you know, uh, it is what it is. R- Reservation Dogs. That was the big surprise for me at number Listen, six.
1: Me too. And I love that show. And what's so weird is that it it's ended early. I feel like I feel like it had yeah. at least two more seasons in it. But I do think that show enough people have not seen it because there were shows on here that I had never. Like, there was a show on here I had literally never heard of. Peep City.
0: Yeah. It was one of those, it might've might been a test of like, that's not actually a show, but if you say you like it, then you're a phony.
1: Yeah. I was like, okay, phony. I don't know. Maybe this is great. For me, The the weak link on this list was Halt and Catch Fire. Thank As you.
0: S- Thank you, Jamie. (laughs) As a show that I watched
1: because Lee Pace, listen, I'll watch anything Lee Pace is in Mm -hmm. in hopes that he will be very sexy with his whatever. you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, Halt and Catch Fire, it was uh, on AMC and that was, I was in a very heavy AMC season. Yeah, it was a good season. It was a great season. And it uh, was a view of like the computer revolution in the 80s and the 90s of the World Wide Web and all of that. Halt and catch fire is like a code. It's some coding. I know some people are getting mad as I talk about it. But you're
0: infuriating some incel hacker. I know, right now. I know, They're I so know. Off at you. Uh,
1: but I thought that show was too all over the place. Who's the focus? Well, it's him. Now it's Mackenzie Davis. It it and it, it I just didn't have enough. I just didn't think it was well written. And so to see this on here, I was like, who in here? Is writing so hard in hopes that Lee Pace will DM them and thank them for this. Like yeah. who is making this happen?
0: Because the halt and Catch Fire, the first season is meh, and then it really got good. Actually, it was and it was a very different show. Like they it changed got better. A lot of the changes a got better. It got underrated good. Yeah. It didn't get 17th overall this century good. That's I, that feels a little bit like You can
1: put this above VEEP? You can put that, this f- fifteen spots before VEEP?
0: thank you that i'm no. like th- this is double good better than veep which no. might be the best like uh half hour what? comedy like of our lifetime yes, of that course. was insane I, I just when you say something like halt and catch fire is my favorite show or like one of my favorites <laughs> that just feels very like um auto you know of just like look at me and my oh. look at my opinions I it's, like, like, it's like it's like auto it's like saying mank is my favorite movie you know it's not you're just even Amanda Seyfried
1: doesn't like mank she's like "Eh, it's fine
0: Fincher was like "Nah." it it would be like going to Chick-fil-A and be like the best food here is the waffle chips you're you don't mean that (laughs) you're just
1: like (laughs) I didn't say the best food was the waffle chips is that is that wrap I love that wrap you like a no I I wanted to let me do an update I did go back to Chick-fil-A I went to a good Chick-fil-A um. Well, not a good. I went to a better Chick Fil A and I got the pimento cheese sandwich again. And here's what I did. I, here's it's the spicy fillet. So I think it, and it was excellent. And they put a normal amount of pimento cheese on it. And I did withdraw the jalapenos, not for the heat, but they are maybe the saddest jalapenos I've ever seen. And so I removed them from the narrative. So
0: you know that there are pickled jalapenos.
1: That's exactly why I don't like them. Okay, The pickled. That, the pickled that does throw people of, off. The people out in the world who ride hard. For the pickled no. uh, veggies? I know it's Aaron, but she's looking at me. But we're listen, that's a, ver- that's a version of myself I don't want to be. I don't want to
0: no, be. No. <laughs> no pickled anything. What no are you talking anything? about? What do
1: you mean no pickled anything? Aaron would die a thousand deaths <laughs> if pickled onions didn't exist. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> uh, what's the elevator pitch for like pickled things beyond like they last for a long time?
2: Uh, they add a – they level up literally everything oh. in your life. You want to your put your marriage,
1: a, your children, yeah. <laughs> everything?
2: Listen, you want to put some pickled rat. Like, do you want a good taco? Do you want to have an elevated oh, experience? No. Is, are
1: you going to put radishes on this taco? Yeah. You're oh, going to put
2: pickled God. radish. You're going to put pickled onion. You're going to put pickled cauliflower, pickled carrots. You wanna put I just the feel like it dilutes
1: jalapenos. like the, like the, the no, flavor.
2: It overwhelms like the everything because no, 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 no. of the vinegar. No, 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 no. It overwhelms no, 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 no. every other
1: good flavor in a dish. You're
2: absolutely wrong. It adds that extra tang at the end. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> just no, like, it's not at the end. It's, at Tell the beginning, saying. it's no. in the middle. It's I at don't the know end. what's wrong with your tongue, but I obviously it's something <laughs> like I don't know. But like it 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 takes you on a ride. It's like you're going on an experience, okay? Yeah. That is what this is Aaron,
0: the- she's like Aladdin, do you trust me? Let's go on exactly. a ride. A exactly. Let's get on this flavor.
2: vinegar a whole new and See new world. what happens. It's a whole new <laughs> world. And if you have an elevated taste and you're not someone who's just like, maybe I should put a jalapeno on this chicken strip, <laughs> then maybe.
1: You're hurt. You're hurting. Now you're hurt. People hurt. No, other people. I'm
2: not hurting. I feel good. I have vinegar. I have fermented probiotics in me and no. I've, I eat food that tastes good. So I, I don't know.
0: I've I've <sighs> never gone out of my way to eat pickled food, but your passion and enthusiasm, Erin, I'm now going to go on a little bit of a personal journey and, and sample some of these okay, things. Want, you want something yeah. good?
2: You want something good? You get a brisket taco. You put some pickled onion on that. And I'm just, just, I'm just telling you. No, when I mean, you get that and that pickled onion so you can't taste the brisket anymore, it is delicious. Look, like, I love it, onions, okay, so that You want to, you want to take the advice of somebody who eats a chicken nugget, <laughs> or you want to take the advice of somebody who who understands what good food is. I mean, okay, it's, it's, I, it's your decision. Aaron has, Aaron has great taste. This to me
1: is her blind spot. Like her pick, okay. her uh, her riding hard for pickled things. I think is your one blind spot when it comes to food.
0: Well, we're going to find out. Aaron's going to keep us in the loop on UAB. I'm going to report back on <laughs> uh, pickled stuff. I like, I like giving people homework I like and getting homework. homework. I like homework. This is good. This is good. Aaron and, and Jason, what's, what was your, since we're here, like what's your, do you have a favorite show of the 21st century? Like off the top of your head?
2: I would go like Fleabag, second That's season of Fleabag. It was ranked number 31 on the list. Okay. That's a good one. Do you That's think really they're ranking one. both seasons of that? No. It's second season. Okay. Just yeah. second season only. Yeah. Uh, or Veep. I would go Veep. Veep was 32.
0: Mine yeah. is Veep. And I thought that Breaking Bad at 16. That's that too was, low.
1: So would you okay? That's so on this low. list, they put Better Call Saul way ahead of yeah. Breaking Bad. Would you say that's fair? No, I don't think so because
0: no. I think that the impact and the best show overall and everything was Breaking Bad. I think it was so yeah. much more dramatic than Better Call Saul. But to have have it all the way at sixteen when Mad Men is one, I think that that's kind of crazy. Listen. People talk about, you know, Jamie, like I know you were in on that AMC life. Like, you know, you were there. the
1: Americans,
0: you, the Americans. You probably messed with low winter sun. Like I did. For yeah, I did. Of so course she did. Of course I did. We're actually, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Better Call Saul, I loved. The first two seasons were about paperwork at an old person retirement <laughs> home. That's just a fact. And you know what? It paid off and it was fine, but it's not better than Breaking Bad. That is like saying Easter is a more important holiday than Christmas. Because the resurrection is more interesting. The the food is
1: better. The resurrection is better. You
0: can't resurrect nothing. I will will
1: say I was also bummed that Broad City wasn't a little higher because I thought Broad City was so revolutionary in terms of comedies. I just think Broad City was a better. It never got respected
0: if if Broad City had been on HBO. You yes. would be talking about it in the top 10. It I would know. be like, um, what's the Gene Smart comedy? Tax. Yes. Yeah. It would be like that. It would be uh, treated like that, but it's not, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I think Broad City is going to make its way back through like reels, TikToks, and all that stuff because there are so. out of context clips oh. from Broad City that are still just oh, absolutely planet. hilarious. Perfect. It's just a rich, it's a, it's a rich text. Game of Thrones at 30. That kind of. That's season th- eight,
1: y'all. That's season eight. That pushed you down 15 spots. I'm I telling agree. you. I agree. Yeah. You're, she's not wrong.
0: Yeah. That's just, uh, it changed like, it changed the industry.
1: No, for like it, it six is. Years. But I'm telling you, people only remember the end.
0: That's true. And they're that's only,
1: because even me, I think, should I go back and watch Game of Thrones? Because listen, season one, uh, that end of season one, that finale, mm. I. it broke me as a person. It was so good. And but I think if I went back, I would still just only remember how bad season eight was.
2: Yeah,
0: I just I can't believe they dealt with the Night King in one episode. They're just like, here he is. And he's gone and forever. And I think this light spoiler. But it just it was a little disappointing. Um, but it's a good list. I, I really I, I liked uh, looking at this list. Um, I, it made me, you know, appreciating the best. I thought it also feels fair to be like you know, there has been some bad TV. Um, If, if we had to make a list of like the worst TV of the 21st century, Jamie, do you have like a nominee you'd like to put forward? I
1: do. I have a a honorable mention in, I want to marry Harry on Fox. If you remember, I saw that
0: too. I could (laughs) not believe
1: that as a reminder that they took a red Englishman and made 12 single American women think he was Harry, the prince. And I, the woman who won, she recently did an interview where she was like, when I knew he wasn't the one is when they took us to London and I saw somebody holding a hairy mask and I was like, hmm. well, that's not him. <laughs>
0: that's bad producing. That's, that's really bad good. producing.
1: Um, but my actual nominee would be, and because I, watch, I was thinking about bad shows where I have watched all of the show yeah. and I only could think of one and it was Stalker on CBS. I don't okay. know if you remember Stalker, but this was Maggie Q. Who yeah. is an LAPD, LAPD detective who runs a unit, but she herself has been the victim of stalking. Mm. And then Dylan McDermott is the New York like weather detective that moves to LA who yeah. tries to stalk people. Well, no, well, um, I'd hate to spoil it for you, but who's
0: the, which one's the stalker?
1: Well, it, they do – it was a procedural where they did different stalking each week, but then the through line was that maybe Dylan McDermott was a stalker. Listen,
0: Cut to – he is. He's definitely listen, a stalker.
1: <laughs> they, this was so problematic. And look, I love Dylan McDermott from yeah. – pri- what, what was it? Uh, what was Steel the Manoes. law show? No. What was the law show he was on? Don't say the no. Don't say
0: no. That he, don't he's act, act like he's not gemstone. in Steel
2: Yes, he is. Wait, is he? Doesn't no, he's play not in Righteous gemstone, The so. pastor, the good pastor? A nice pastor? That
0: no, that's Stephen Dorff.
2: No, no, I don't know that he's nice. The first season of *Righteous Gemstones*. Uh, no, no, yeah, Dylan yeah. McDermott.
1: No, played, I think you're thinking of Dermot not Mal- Dylan Mal-Roonie? McDermott. You're thinking of Dermot Mulroney. Ah, Dennis. it is. Yeah,
0: and I, like, hand to God, I was just about to pitch a detective show with Dermot Mulroney and Dylan McDermott. <laughs> Because I, I feel like that'd just be so confusing. <laughs> okay,
1: it's The Practice. Because he was a guest on Ally McBeal as Bobby Donald. And then he was The Practice. And I loved The Practice so much. He was so hot and sexy. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to love this. This will be fun. Yeah. And Maggie Q and he had such great chemistry because they like dated in real life. And that show was so problematic. I mean, not even like, uh, you're being too woke problematic. I mean, like, no, we would all agree on this. Like, oh, okay. It is so uh, exploitive and misogynistic and gross, and creepy, and and look, I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 20% critic score, and an 81% audience score, and I went, wow. because those are the stalkers, who are like, this seems great, I don't know what the problem is. Well, this I think like there's a, a big show. Maggie
0: Q hive that you're underestimating, there's a huge... God, Maggie Q
1: is hot, remember her in Mission Impossible? When she gets out of the car? Who ah, forget? so who good. Who could
0: forget? Uh, I, I see, I think an interesting version of that show is Maggie Q is the stalker, and like, how much will dudes let her get away with? Because they're okay with getting stalked by Maggie.
1: Yeah. Q, yeah you know, guys.
0: I feel like that's where hu- the, the hustlers movie, I feel like it kind of laid up a little bit when I'm, I just wanted a, a movie that I would explore how much dudes would allow. If just someone like Jennifer Lopez paid attention to them, you know, oh. it'd be a lot. It would be a lot. Yeah, it would. I also, I, I put caveman the, uh, the TV show based on the, it's just it, it, in the moment when you said the pitch out loud, everyone was like, that's a terrible idea. But they were like, you know, the really mediocre, uh, funny cave guys from the Geico commercials. Right. What's well, a, a show about them. Yeah. And it'll be great. Um, and, and it turns out it was not because Nick Kroll was, was in great. that. I think he was God, involved.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: I think obviously, you know, the Uber text of cave people in a modern world is Encino man with, uh, obviously Brendan Fraser, probably mm-hmm. Shore. Um, who could forget. So unless you're going to, if you're going to be pulling on Superman's cloak like that, you know, you better bring it and don't just come with like with some Geico IP is what I'm saying.
1: No, that's exactly right.
0: So it was bad stuff. Okay, let's go to uh, Trailer Park, Jamie. And uh, in lieu of really talking about Cinema side piece or the, and the box office recap, we are getting some good trailers coming out. We are. Uh, we've been trying to talk about uh, the uh, bout of songbirds and snakes, sand snakes. It's, I, a, it's a very wordy title, and I'm not going to get
1: it right. I like that you wrote Sand Snakes in the rundown when it's just snake. <sighs>
0: Isn't that a Game of Thrones now? Like, that's a Game of Thrones group, I think.
1: The Hunger Games colon, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snake. Knox, re he greenlit the book. You it's really loved it. It's a great book. It's so good. And so we knew it was going to become a movie. That was a given. And so this will be the fifth installment in the film series. And this takes us back. It comes out November 17th um at the theaters this is going back in time so this is now snow but he's 18 years old yeah and the 10th annual hunger games are approaching he is supposed to mentor lucy lucy is played by rachel zegler listen has anyone ever had the kind of run that Rachel Zegler has had in terms of getting the biggest roles in Hollywood? Like, West Side Story, then she was in the, she was in a Marvel, or DC film, Shazam. She's in the Shazam, one of the Shazams. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's in one of the Shazams. And then she's playing Snow White, and then she's in Hunger Games. Like, and and literally she did not act before West Side Story. Like she was not acting. I she can't was just tell. in her high school plays.
0: See, like I haven't intersected a lot with her. I can't tell if she's good or not and also can't tell why is she getting these roles? Is it because she's like she's legit, compelling and good? Cuz wasn't she trying to get invited to the Oscars and she like she shamed yes. the Oscars into inviting her sadly? Well, uh, she
1: didn't shame them. She was just like every everybody else got invited West Side Story, but ma- I did not receive an invitation. That's weird. The, like Anson Elgort got invited. Ansel yeah. Elgort got invited, and you did not get invited. That does. Did you say right. Anson?
0: I hope I he has did. a brother named I, Anson. That would know. be so many consonants. Anson
1: and Ansel. I don't know, but this I Anson will say: and this Gretel, story.
0: Elgort. That's the move. Got that's it. what you do.
1: <laughs> so Peter Dinklage is in this, which you know I'm very excited about. And then Viola Davis and uh, Jason Schwartzman.
0: Jason Schwartzman as like he's not directly related to Stanley Tucci's Oscar Flickerman. But he's like some kind of related. That's excellent casting.
1: Like their there's last name is the same. It's Lucky Flickerman and Caesar Flickerman.
0: Yeah, but I read it's not father-son. It's like a different situation. You it's know, like a or nephew. Brand, I don't know. Like I don't know. Cousin. how lineages I don't make, know. You know.
1: But the game maker is, I do love that Viola Davis is playing the game maker. That yes. feels I love her in a vicious role. I love her being like creepy and villainous. It's my favorite yeah. thing.
0: There's there's menacing, and and she's really excellent at that. I like having peter dinklage and it's pretty clear that he's a intoxicated peter dinklage the whole time that's my favorite version i think he's gonna be really good
1: yes i don't you know obviously i'm not a fan of snow because i don't trust blonde men and that's the blonde that's the whole point
0: this is like a victory lap for you
1: I know. Finally, like, let's talk about it. Let's own it. Let's be honest about it. I was pr- like,
0: probably Homelander and the boys. That's probably your biggest victory lap um, uh, because yeah. there's some really dicey implications about blonde men, including breastfeeding. Not to spoil anything, but that's kind of what it is.
1: Yak yuck, um, yak. Yuck. This think, trailer looked sh- this. It looked very stylish and glam, yeah. and I loved that.
0: Yeah, I look. I'm, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a big fan. My only concern is Rachel Zegler. She. Um, I don't remember this in the book, but she starts talking like a normal person, and then halfway through, she becomes a debutante. And I don't remember that happening in the story, but it does happen in the trailer. is that what
1: happens to every young girl who maybe. goes to the Hunger Games?
0: Maybe. And maybe she's just like, I'm going to be Southern, even though Southern doesn't have any context here in this movie. Uh, but I'm really excited about that. Are you excited about Leave the World Behind, the newest You know Sam I am.
1: So, so not greenlit the book Hunger Games. I greenlit the book Leave the World Behind. I loved this book. So, this is a psychological thriller. thriller. It's based on the novel by Ruman Alam. And it stars Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, Ethan Hawke. And my favorite person in this trailer, Kevin Bacon. Like, oh, okay, Kevin. Oh, listen, I do. You're 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 giving me a doomsday conspiracy theorist played by Kevin Bacon. This is what I'm here for. Driving. I a thought you were saying my favorite
0: right? person, uh, Mahila Harold uh, Harper from Industry, because she's a she's no. An that's your show. I've herself. never
1: watched Industry, so. I didn't, at first I was like, where do I know her from?
0: She's but, excellent. Yeah, she's excellent in Well,
1: industry. so this is coming out in, it's going to be in the theaters for a short time in November and for Thanksgiving. And then it's going to be released on Netflix on December 8th. It's a family vacation on Long Island, as as you do, the, mm-hmm. at the Hamptons, is interrupted by two strangers bearing news of a mysterious blackout. As the threat grows more imminent, both families must decide how best to survive the potential crisis all while grappling with their own place in this collapsing world. This is being run by Sam Esmell, who we both really love. Yeah. Like Mr. Robot early seasons, top notch. Yeah. I loved the homecoming, the the gimlet homecoming that he did with Julia yeah. Roberts. Yeah. And then the resort. We watched. Yeah, did we the both resort. Said, yeah, I really the resort the was resort. good, and so I, I like him being in charge of this.
0: Do you get more excited now when you see that Julia Roberts is in a movie, or that uh, Mahershala Ali is in a movie?
1: Oh, hundred percent Mahershala. Like, actually, it shouldn't,
0: but it is. That's true. It
1: isn't, but uh, Julia Roberts. It's not that I don't think she's talented. I actually think she's probably the m- most talented of that generation of stars. Hmm. Like, I actually think she's more talented than George Clooney. That might be controversial. As an actor. As an actor. Well, I don't think
0: George Clooney acts. I think he just vibes, right?
1: But he just vibes. That's right. Yeah. Like, he's the same thing in everything. And sometimes he puts on weight. Like, that's yeah. all he does. But I, I like her looking normal. One thing I do like about Julia Roberts is she is an actress who has decided to age like a normal person. Yeah. And I like that in this role, particularly because I like this character, Amanda, in the book. And so, I mean, I like how the character uh, plays out. And so I was concerned about the son being played by drugstore Timothee Chalamet.
0: Oh, I had, yeah, I had discount Chalamet. Like I don't, obviously Chalamet, you know, he's, he's a blank check right now, but this guy. I don't know that we needed like the uh, we five didn't and need nine. a
1: duplicate. We got we got the original. We great don't. looking
0: kid though. Let's be honest. Great no, looking because, kid.
1: No, because well the model is great. Like yeah. it's a cute, it's a cute per- that hair. He could be
0: a he could be like a sundal or a doppelganger, like if Shallow oh, gets in trouble. Yes,
1: yes, yes, know? yes.
0: I, I had some I don't know why you put Kevin Bacon and Ethan Hawk in the same movie. Cause it gets you're on similar ground, you know. You can't just put like a Cowboys hat on uh, Kevin Bacon and be like, look, they're so different. One's rugged, one's. You're not. right. I
1: didn't think about that. They are very doppelganger ish. Cause
0: when she stares at him in Lowe's and he's putting like big water, he's got like two packs of water for the apocalypse, which I've, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you're gonna need some more, man. Um, and he just <laughs> like, he mad dogs her. I was just like, huh, is that Ethan Hawke? That's Kevin listen, Bacon. What's listen,
1: he I should, I should, should Ethan Hawk get an Oscar? For how scared he looks in that track. He does. In that trailer, he looks so scared.
0: Okay, my note here I'm literally <laughs> reading my note. Ethan Hawk, scared of the Skyface when he Yui's his Blue Jeep, is not his best acting.
1: No, you're wrong. This is a guy he, who doesn't That, that know how is to, his pickled no, onion of acting. It's he, so good.
0: There's a cohort of excellence, and he does not achieve that. <laughs> I I don't think he is a guy who acts in front of a green screen very often. So when no, he's forced to. Probably Sue, not. It's yeah. like, man, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. I just, I, I thought it was interesting in the stressful getaway situation that everyone chose to let uh, Julia Roberts drive the getaway car. She just doesn't strike me as someone that I would be like, yeah, you drive. You have my destiny in your hands.
1: Sometimes it's just, it just sometimes is, well, you're already there and I don't want you to have to undo your seat. No, though, but if you I'm you trying
0: to, to run outrun around. the apocalypse, I'll be like, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and come around. I'll come around to you. You get in the back.
1: Listen, I would back. just be like, run over me with this car. I do not just, want to go <laughs> through an apocalypse. Please. Thank you.
0: Um, But I'm I'm excited about this. I'm a little scared that it's on Netflix-ish, but I'm also extremely excited about
1: this. I'm actually surprised. I thought it was going to be, when I heard that it was being adapted, because it had a bidding war, I thought it was going to be a series. So I was actually a little disappointed that it was a film, but I'm curious how they're going to play it out. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful.
0: Um, Okay, well, that is our conversation on The More You Know.
2: The More You Know.
0: As always, if you have thoughts and on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know at NoxJaymer.com slash 525. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights?
1: <gasps> Let's do some lights!
0: All right, what is your red light this week?
1: Okay, my red light this week is a sweet, precious angel neighbor brought me a little happy fall note and included a bag of candy. And the red light is to the candy that she chose. And to all of you who sometimes this season choose this candy. And yeah. that is candy corn. Okay? okay. Let's have an honest conversation. Okay. First, it's not candy and it's not corn. Okay. The outer. Would you like
0: it better if it was corn? Would you be like, yes. finally, an popcorn? honesty broker?
1: Let's be honest. Like a white cheddar popcorn? Yes. I no, I'm talking that.
0: about like corn on the cob. Yeah. Like, like wet it, yellow knobs it, in your no, bag. No, no But like if you. it had
1: a candy um, component to it, like if it was a sweet corn, sure. Yeah. yeah. I love that better. Look, the outer coating comes from bugs. Just as a reminder, that is literally lac resin from a red insect found in Asia that they put on on that candy. That's why it's sure. like that. It is the Courtney Karda- Kardashian. Oh, I almost said Kardashian. It's the Courtney Kardashian of candy. It's fine, but every other option is better. Every wow. other option is better. Courtney Kardashian is the least of her sisters and Rob. Even you've you got Rob and Caitlin over and Caitlin. her. I pick Caitlin over Courtney. Like I'm going to be honest with you. And then Reese's listen, just focus on Reese's guys. Reese's now has freaking bats. Like they got bats. They got ghosts. They got pumpkins. They got all the things. We don't need candy corn. We do not need Pennywise's teeth as some sort of delectable thing to eat. We don't need it. Focus on the Reese's focus on the Reese's.
0: Um, Jamie, do you use mascara? Nail polish, lipstick, or hairspray, because no. according to the internet, no, shellac is <laughs> found in those things as well.
1: I don't put those in my mouth. So,
0: <laughs> Tyler, your sex Uh My red light this week is so, so. I don't know if you guys have been following the political news. You know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a what did something happen? Big political watchdog these days, and uh, pun intended, because President Biden. Got another dog be biting people. A, a second dog. <laughs> Did you know that?
1: No. I mean, uh, okay. Because the other dog died. Did the other no, dog die?
0: No. The other so dog was got biting too many dog. people. That's Major you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Major had to be moved off site. Who's this dog? This is Commander. I had forgotten that these are two different dogs. I thought this well, was Well, you named
1: him for biting. You got to name it like, you got to give it a name like Pumpkin.
0: It's What's well, his last name? You know, he can't really control that. You know, so I'm not going to blame the president
1: Pumpkin Biden? You could be Pumpkin Biden.
0: Uh, like dog be biting, you know. Like that's just it is. It, it's kind of in the cards. But um, I would say don't get German shepherds. You know that's probably the issue.
1: No, I but they're think so.
0: so like Commander. He's getting moved out of the uh, uh, White House because he's bitten eleven Secret Service officers since January. he's uh, oh god! And uh, I did spend this morning. Uh, reading through, there's a, uh, I think a, a watchdog group, pun, again, pun intended, uh, named like Judicial Watch sued for the emails associated with these biting incidents. And it's a 195 page PDF <gasps> about just emails, secret service officers being <laughs> like, this freaking clown needs a muzzle, LOL. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear, I want to hear the uh, emails read out loud by Jill Biden.
0: I, I want the whole thing, you know? This is taxpayer money, like going into this. But I would just say maybe we get, like, you know, get a basset hound. Uh, there's a one eyed basset hound on the market right now. <laughs> you're calling trying to, to
1: get rid of your own dog. No, look,
0: I'm just trying to to repurpose her to and a call. To higher be calling.
1: fair, you're not trying to pass it on. You want it to die.
0: No, I just want her to not be with me anymore. That's what <laughs> I want, you know? <laughs> right. I'm not making any claims you need about look at
1: more the, like... Joe Biden feels like he needs like a little teacup dog that he can carry. Like it's light. And he can, but you know or what the problem is? He's too, but here's the thing. Like with my parents, the veterinarian said you cannot have a small dog because my parents wanted to get a dachshund. And my, my, the vet was like, you are too old to have a small dog. You have to have a big dog that when you run into it, you don't fall and break a hip.
0: Oh, that's a good point. That's, that's right. Like a, so a that's why he has to peel, have big I
1: dogs. Definitely. Joe's old. You know, I just,
0: you know, when I looked up, like, what are German Shepherds made for? They are, uh, they are overprotective of their family and their territory if they're not socialized correctly. I can guarantee he's not. And, um, they are, uh, protective of their owners. So you have men in sunglasses and suits constantly walking around your owners. I feel like that's going to trigger them a lot. So I don't, it just feels like right there. It's pretty obvious.
1: The dog can see the gun on your hip.
0: He knows, commander knows, yeah. major knows. Um, but you know, obviously, I, I looked where they came from. Um, uh, it's not gonna surprise you, Adolf Hitler. Big fan of the German shepherds. Woof, that's, oh, that's not great. That is you know, tough. <laughs> but I did read he had like his favorite uh, German shepherd. I think was named Blondie. I think. Um, and when he was yeah, getting ready
1: to, wow, and a blondie the nose. with an eye too.
0: Blondie with an Yeah-lly. eye. So that's a little. That's a, <laughs> um, when he was getting ready to uh, kill himself, he was like test the cyanide on Blondie, the dog. Okay, because I want to make sure this kills me, right? Stop it. So, he, so the dog obviously passes away. And in Wikipedia, it said um, that uh, Erna Flegel, a nurse who worked at the emerg- uh, emergency casual- uh, casualty station, um, stated in 2005 that the dog's death affected people in the bunker more than Ava Braun's suicide. And that is just the most ridiculous drive-by listen, of Ava right, Braun's listen,
1: No, you listen to me right now. 50% of our audience listening would be more upset about a dog dying than a human dying any day.
0: Oh, yeah, but I just like think, you know, Ava Braun, just like, why you got to do her dirty like that, you know, like that's, that's tough. It, it was, it was implied. And I, and,
1: but 2005, it's been, enough time has passed. <laughs> like It's
0: incredible. It's yeah. incredible, uh, the shade uh, in that. Uh, what is your green light this week, Jamie?
1: Okay, so this week I have two green lights. The first is a brand new book. It's called Out There Screaming. It is a black Horror anthology curated by Jordan Peel, one of our favorite people. now, uh Jordan Peel, get out us uh, no he loves he loves horror stories, and this book surprised me so much because normally, I don't like short stories because I want to be immersed for three hundred pages or five hundred pages. but this was like the perfect way to consume horror because he listen, he got all the black the best black authors out there. I mean, like Hot, like N.K. Jemison wrote a piece for this, which is actually my favorite story called Reckless Eyeballing, which is about, that's the beauty of these stories. So the story takes the quintessential uh, American Black experience and puts it into horror uh, situations, which I love. So origin story uh, is one of my favorites, Reckless Eyeballing. I also love Hide and Seek. I love Lazarin. But here's the thing I will to say. These stories there there's like stories that are scary there are some frightening stories where i had to be like oh, i got to put this in the freezer but then there were stories that were sad and like creepy and then there were stories that made me like weirdly uncomfortable in 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 a good way so it's so well it's so well collaborated because he's a great, he has a great eye for that. And then these writers, listen, the writing is top notch. So I think even if you're not somebody who loves horror, I think you would really love this anthology because everything is very short. You're not getting too immersed in anyone's story, but it's also often in context, like these two sisters, my the writer is one of my favorites, where two sisters get on a bus, they're activists, and they get on a bus going somewhere strange, and then a mysterious writer appears and all all of the hijinks ensue. So I love that. So that's my first. And then my second is a stand-up special. Speaking of stand-up comedy, Beth Stelling, who is one of my favorite stand-ups because she is one of the driest stand-ups out there. And she has a new special on Netflix called If You Didn't Want Me Then. And it kind of, she covers three kind of, storylines. One is her growing up with her mom and sisters in Ohio. And it's actually recorded in Ohio, which was super fun because she had literal people from her high school in the room and she interacts with them a little bit. And then visiting her father in Florida and stories about raccoons, which is a classic Florida tale. And then how she navigates life as kind of a single woman, which I really loved. And it's so dry, but it's full of lots of sneaky daggers that get you kind of right in the side. And I think it's a fun one hour hang. So those are my green lights.
0: Uh, My Green Light is a documentary, a short documentary uh, on HBO Max. It's uh, called BS High, uh, and it's the story of Bishop Sycamore. And, like, this was an insane watch um, because I remember reading about uh, this team, uh, but I really didn't do more than that. So I really didn't have a ton of context. I just knew it was probably a fake school because that was the story. And uh, all that broke because they were a high school, you know, they'll do these high school football showcases. um, So you'll see some of the usual suspects every now and then you'll see an up and coming school and uh, Bishop Sycamore was prevented, uh, was presented like an up and coming school and they played uh, IMG Academy, which if you know anything about high school football is like the super Alabama um, uh, of high school football and IMG Academy absolutely boat raced them in a way that, Almost got like some of these players seriously hurt because they were oh. so fake and unorganized at playing football. Right. Um, and that's what really got people onto what's happening with Bishop Sycamore. Uh, the doc itself really centers around the main organizer of the uh, sarcastic air quotes school, uh, Roy Johnson, <laughs> who he is, and that's what makes this documentary so good, is he's kind of the focus of it. And he is a con man straight out of like central casting. He is Ooh. the con man you're looking for. He acts like it. Um, there's a duplicity with his commentary and conversation and the footage that they show um, that is so uh, well done. And I like sometimes uh, documentaries feel like they get too enchanted with the con man or sometimes it feels like they will resist engaging with it and also kind of resist um, acknowledging to the audience like this is a very charismatic, magnetic person. So I understand why this happened. This documentary does both. It will let, you, okay. l- let him charm you. But then it will also like cut to a complete lie or something where like it's it's always balancing. There's a reason that this worked, but there's a reason that this guy is not to be trusted as well. And I thought that was it was kind of really uh, deft handling. But it also kind of opens the um, uh, curtain on the duplicity of high school athletics and the quote commitment to the kids versus everyone trying to get rich and get like status and get elevated as quickly as they can. Um, so it was, it was a real eye opener for someone who even kind of pays attention. There was a, a lot of illuminating things for me. to. Uh,
1: well, watch I want to watch it because I just looked it up. It's on max and it's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's
0: incredible. It's so really, really uh, incredible. Um, okay. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And for you to remember time you're doing shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So your purchase user or affiliate link, or favorite item purchase using that link this week was Jamie does a book. It's called all the way parentheses. Hot Jocks, book two of nine.
1: Listen, I love when you put out a book and you're like, there will be nine of these B yep, words. That's We're right. Book for you. So this is a book by Kendall Ryan. Just let me do the quick, like what it's about. If Becca ever wants to find the one, it's time for her to take charge, which is why asking her best friend, hockey stud Owen Parrish, mm. is really her only option. He's the king of hookups. And with his help, this won't be nearly as hard. Cut to you. Owen saying, I've never been this hard in my whole life. My friend Becca wants my help with scoring. It's something I excel at, so it shouldn't be a problem, right? <gasps> Hi, Jigs and Sue, and there is Sexy Time. This is 4.4 stars with 4,000 ratings.
0: Listen, you might have heard that and been like, "That's that doesn't sound like Faulkner or Hemingway. <laughs> you know what? Doesn't matter. That's Listen, not what they're trying to do, bro. They're trying to get you to a place and a vibe, and I think but, Mission Accomplished. That's
1: right. Sometimes you're just trying to get through the basics to get to the stupid. Anyway, <laughs> I will say, SMO did not like this book, They gave it one star. They said, honestly, lamest book ever. Of all books in the history of books, lamest book ever. No story, poor dialogue, mediocre characters. Even the sex scenes are meh. What a huge waste of time. It it was 190 pages. You're fine. Like, you're fine, SMO. All right, you guys. Don't forget that our merch has launched. We would love for you to be sporting some of our fun T-shirts or long sleeve shirts or sweatshirts or pins or stickers uh, all season long. So remember, this is a timed release, so you only have until November 1st to place your order. And if you're a BFOTS, so you've received a code for 25% off. And if you become a BFOTS, you will get a code for 20% off. And you can go to knocksandjamie.com/shop get all the goodness I'm Jamie Golden you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jamie B Golden
0: I'm Knox McCoy you can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy thanks for listening we'll see you next time
1: bye guys